Hello and welcome to Dealcast. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm joined by deal reporter Samantha Tomaszczyk and we're talking about a huge deal in the tech industry, Broadcom's bid for Qualcomm. This is a fast-moving and somewhat complicated situation with Qualcomm trying to close an acquisition of NXP and defend itself from a hostile bid at the same time. What can we expect to see over the next few weeks? So at this stage, Broadcom has bumped its offer from $70 to $82 per share. We expected this to happen this week, and we also what we really wanted from, from them was to provide some detail on the potentially massive regulatory challenges this deal would face. And they did that too. They did sort of detail a few of the divestments they would plan to make. So at this stage, um, improving on, on what we've had before, Qualcomm and its shareholders have a lot more to go on now, and Qualcomm is actually considering the offer as we speak. So the next few weeks should see them go to shareholders, and really find out whether they want them to engage at this price. And it's quite a big leap, $70 to $82 per share. What Was that expected? Was that the kind of figure that shareholders were after? It really was. I mean, a, a bunch of shareholders came out publicly and said that they really wanted something around 80 It's yet to be seen whether the 82 has gone far enough, but Broadcom did say this was their final offer. And does Qualcomm now, with a higher bid and the information on the regulatory approvals, do they now have enough information to make a decision on whether to engage? That's tricky because back in November we had the $70 on the table and at that stage shareholders were sort of indicating that a bid of this size would be sufficient or at least at this level they'd want Qualcomm to engage. But I think it's much more complicated than the number itself. You've got such a long time frame for this deal and it's partly in stock so you have to take any fluctuations over that time into consideration. And can I just stop you there? What, what is the time frame? probably going to be very long because you've got um, regulatory approvals from MOFCOM, um, from Korea as well, European Commission and the FTC in the US. Um, so you can assume just looking at other deals in this space, actually even take NXP Qualcomm, which has gone on for a long time, that this, this could go on for a while. And I've got to point out that actually on the news of this bump on Monday, Qualcomm stock actually fell. And that shows that the market isn't buying into something about this deal. And then to add to all of that, you've got uh, Qualcomm trying to complete its acquisition of NXP. So it seems like there's quite a lot of uncertainty. Do this week's events mean that the NXP deal might not happen? You still have a binding offer on the table, but it is definitely precarious at this stage. One of the issues is that Qualcomm isn't going to get the shareholder votes it needs to close this deal unless it bumps the offer. Um, We've said as much in our reporting. And we've also been told that... um, and this is before the Broadcom statement this week, that Qualcomm would consider bumping as a defence to Broadcom's hostile approach. At the same time, Broadcom on Monday told Qualcomm to do the deal at the current offer, which is $110 per share, or to walk away. So it's not really clear whether Qualcomm will bump NXP, because I think first we need to see whether it will engage with, with Broadcom. That it, you know, the, the two deals are now um, on one level tied together a little bit. And my personal opinion is that Qualcomm actually still wants to do the deal with NXP. It is a great deal. Um, It's definitely value accretive. So could Qualcomm's decision on whether to engage with Broadcom come down to execution risk? That's a a line Qualcomm have tried to push. They've been telling the market that the merger control risks here with the Broadcom approach are just too high. And that's why this approach will be rejected. But Broadcom has come back to that and it's been really open about what it will try to do to mitigate those risks. Obviously on Monday they said they would they plan to divest the radio frequency front end and Wi-Fi networking businesses. These were kind of really obvious divestments, but to hear them say it 
and to explain the rationale behind why they would be doing it and why those businesses would be divested and, and perhaps not others. That was definitely helpful. And have they said there's any there are potential buyers out there? Have they they spoken about sounding out potential buyers? They haven't given too much on the process itself. But if the deal is on and they have to do this, what we're hearing is that there's nothing to suggest they will struggle to find a suitable buyer. There may, in fact, be several. Um, the only question remaining is, is whether those divestments will be enough for regulators. Because there are other areas of overlap. They're aware of them. They believe, at least at this stage, they haven't given an indication there will be further divestments or remedies. But, but as I said, it, it is a complicated issue. And as mentioned previously, there are several significant merger control approvals needed. So China, Korea, the European Commission and the US FTC, which is actually already underway. They've already got their second request there. So, um, you know, Broadcom, Qualcomm could be a lengthy process. But previous to that, we've got on the 6th of March, the Broadcom slate vote. So Qualcomm shareholders will be voting on a list of board members that Broadcom have put forward. It'll be really interesting, really interesting to see whether Broadcom managed to get control of the board that way um, perhaps they won't need to perhaps there'll be a level of engagement by that point so that's really the first thing to come great thanks sam and thank you for listening